0: Section thirty five of Old Rail Fence Corners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Old Rail Fence Corners, edited by Lucy Leavenworth Wilder Morris. Mrs. Mary Pitcher, eighteen fifty three. The old nominee with a cabin full of passengers and decks and hold loaded with freight bound for st paul was the first boat to get through lake pepin in the spring of eighteen fifty three the journey from dubuque was full of interest but although on either side of the mississippi the indians were the chief inhabitants nothing of exciting nature occurred until pig eye's bar on which was capocia the village of the never-to-be-forgotten little crow was reached then as the engines were slowed down to make the landing a sight met our gaze that startled even the captain the whole village of several hundred indians was in sight and a most frightful sight it was everyone young and old was running about crying wailing with faces painted black and white they did not seem even to see the big steamer it was such an appalling spectacle that the captain deemed it best not to land but there were two men on board residents of st paul returning from st louis who got into a boat and went ashore they learned that there had been a fight in st paul the day before between the band of the sioux and a party of the chippewas in which one of the sioux was killed and several wounded it was not a very pleasant thing to contemplate, for these people on board the boat were going to St. Paul with their families to make homes in this very far away west. There were also on board some Sisters of Charity from St. Louis, one of them Sister Victorian, a sister of Mrs. Louis Robert. They all fell on their knees and prayed and wept, and they were not the only ones who wept either. There were many white faces and no one seemed at ease i remember my mother saying to my father oh thomas why do we bring these children into this wild place where there can be an indian fight in the biggest town and only ten miles from a fort at that the excitement had not subsided when saint paul was reached but the first man that came on board as the boat touched the landing was my mother's brother, Mr. W. W. Paddock. The sight of him seemed to drive away some of the fear, as he was smiling and made light of the incident of the day before. He took us up to the old merchant's hotel, then a large rambling log house, and as soon as we had deposited some of our luggage, he said, "'Well, we will go out and see the battlefield.' It was in the backyard of our hotel, an immense yard of whole block, filled with huge logs drawn there through the winter for the year's fuel. The morning of the fight, a party of Chippewas coming into St. Paul from the bluffs saw the Sioux in canoes rounding the bend below and knowing that they would come up Third Street from their landing place. Just below Forbes Store and exactly opposite the hotel, the Chippewas made haste to hide behind the logs and wait the coming of the Sioux. The landlady, Mrs. Kate Wells, was standing up on one of the logs, hanging up some clothes on a line. Frightened almost to death at the sight of the Indians running into the yard and hiding behind the logs, she jumped down and started to run into the house instantly she was made to understand she could not go inside the indians pointed their guns at her and motioned her to get down behind the logs out of sight which she did and none do soon as just then the sioux came in sight and were met by a most deadly fusillade that killed old peg-leg jim and wounded many others some of the sioux took refuge in Forbes' store and opened fire on any chippewa who left his hiding place pretty soon the inhabitants began to come into hailing distance and the chippewas concluded to beat a hasty retreat but not before they had taken old jim's scalp when the sioux ran into Forbes's door the clerk thinking his time had come raised a window and taking hold of the sill, let himself drop down into the river's edge a distance of over fifty feet between the sioux and the chippewas ran a feud farther back than the white men knew of and no opportunity was ever lost to take the scalp of a fallen foe the indians mourned for the dead but doubtless so if they had lost their scalps as scalpless sioux cannot enter the happy hunting grounds one of the things about this same trip of the old nominee was the fact that almost every citizen of st paul came down to see this welcome messenger of spring provisions had become very scarce and barrels of eggs and boxes of crackers and barrels of hams in fact almost everything eatable was rolled out on the land and sold at once it didn't take long to empty a barrel of eggs or a box of crackers and everyone went home laden End of section 35